So you got stressed out. You picked the hell out of your skin. And now you've left your skin covered in scratches and wounds. So now what? Well, this is the conversation I had with my teen client, Tina. She, she was saying that, oh, well, my breakout got worse. And we looked, we talked to each other online. And Tina and I were looking at the scratches and wounds on her skin. And I had to ask her a question about whether she had scratched herself and what had caused it. And it turns out she was anxious, she was stressed, and she was causing self-harm because of the stress. This is not the first time we've seen that. This is not the first time that I've had a client self-harm their own skin. And there have been a few over the years, and I've learned a lot from them. So I'm sharing what I've learned, as well as talking about some of my suggestions that I made to Tina and suggestions that may be useful to you. So the first thing that I learned about this condition was from a client called Darla. I had known Darla for years. She would come in, she had horrible reactions to flowers and plants, and her skin would get really inflamed and red. And her, her cheeks were the problem area. So Darla would come in and we would work on calming down the inflammation and the redness. If there's any plaster debris inside it, cleaning it out and focusing on healing the wounds that were coming out from this. And this was early on in my career. So I hadn't seen this before. And one thing that was interesting is I had seen her for years and I'd asked Darla questions about what was going on with her cheek, what was setting it off, what the triggers were. And it finally she confessed that she was self-harming herself. That yes, the flowers and plants were causing the, the cheeks to trigger and flare, but she was in a moment of stress, pinching and scratching at her cheeks, causing the cheeks to scab up to become wounds. And she had said something interesting. She said she'll start doing it without realizing she's doing it. And it hour will pass. She would literally black out for an hour of poking at her cheeks, not remembering any of it. And then an hour from the time she started, she looks at her face and goes, oh God, what did I just do? This is the first time I'd have had anyone tell me about an incident about her causing self-harm. We, I didn't judge. I had a colleague who worked with me and both of us had worked with Darla and we didn't judge and we didn't chastise her. We try to find ways to undo the damage and prevent the the pimples from coming up so she wasn't as tempted. And we did manage to calm her skin when she would come in, but I knew nothing about the condition. The person who taught me a lot about it was my client Ellen, who was a more mature client. And she'd come in, I'd do little mini facials Mostly to clean up her eyebrows, which were very thin and very sparse. And fairly early on, she explained that the problem with her eyebrows was that she was a brow puller. So she would pull the hairs on her eyebrows as a way of treating her stress. And Ellen was the one who explained to me that this was an OCD condition, obsessive compulsive disorder, where you'd start 
causing this form of self-harm and an hour would pass where you would literally black out as you were doing this and then you'd come to in her case her eyebrows would have disappeared in darla's case her cheeks would have been inflamed and swollen ellen was one who explained that it's along the same line as cutting as there's stories of young women who will cut their skin and it's also an obsessive compulsive disorder obsessive compulsive disorder where you're causing self-harm it's a way to relieve anxiety so what happens is the individual is going through a great deal of stress tension anger and anxiety and they can't process the feelings so they cause self self-harm to distract from the feelings i know when i'm in a situation where i'm about to cry or i i, I get really upset what i've got in the habit of doing is i tend to pinch between my thumb and my first finger creating a pinch and just enough pressure and discomfort that it forces me to be putting my attention on the pain I've been inflicting rather than whatever my discomfort is. So the self-harming technique of pinching the cheeks or pulling the eyebrow hair is along those lines and more extreme. The most heartbreaking story of an OCD self-harming individual was from a young woman who came in for a consultation. Anna was, I believe, 20 at the time, and she came in with her mom. She was recommended to me from someone. And they're saying, oh, poor Anna has these terrible acne breakouts that are causing all kinds of trauma to her skin, and she's even needed surgery to repair it. So I'm thinking this growth from cysts is what I was thinking. And wasn't sure what I could do, a cyst you need to go to a doctor for, but Perhaps I can get her on a good skincare regimen to kind of get everything else under control and minimize the harm. Well, as I started talking to Anna, she was saying she was feeling these bumps along her jawline. And she's, she's pinching her jaw, she's telling me. And I'm like, okay. And so she goes, she feels them and she's trying to get them out. But she was pinching to the point that she was making the skin damage. She was bruising her skin, and it had led to her needing surgery to repair the trauma she was causing. So I put on my magnifying lamp and my light, and I look under it, and I'm touching the skin. I'm looking for the bumps. I don't find anything. Like, there is nothing there that isn't the normal texture of skin. There was no particular breakout or pustule or anything under the skin. There was nothing there. And we started talking a little bit further about what this process was. And I actually asked her, have you ever been diagnosed with OCD? And she said, yes. And I realized that the pinching of her jaw had nothing to do with her skin, but everything to do with her OCD and her own internal anxiety, her own internal struggles. Mom was in the room. Mom was getting very upset. And I took mom out of the room for a minute. My mom and I were working together at the time. So mom stayed with young Anna and I went outside with Anna's mom. And I asked Anna's mom, you know, when did this start? And it had started when Anna had had a bad car accident and had gone to the hospital and everything was fine. She was better now. But after that accident, she started having this problem with the pinching of the jawline and the, the trauma on her jawline. 
And there's a couple of things I noticed. I couldn't take the clients because I'm not allowed to diagnose. The family's Armenian. I'm being from an Armenian family myself. An interesting dynamic that tends to happen is when they have a son, they tend to treat the son as a prince. Not all Armenian families, but I've seen enough where the son is the primary child. And it didn't help Anna that not only was her elder brother a boy, but her elder brother was a medical student, was top in his class. I mean, he was the golden child. This kid did everything right. And poor Anna was just the daughter, right? She's there. She's fine. Eh, it's Anna. I realized what was happening in that dynamic was when Anna ended up in the hospital, because she was so ill, she got full attention from her family and especially her mom. And then when she got better, everything went back to the way it was, which set off, in my opinion, again, I didn't say this to mom, it set off, in my opinion, to her OCD condition, where she's causing herself harm, where she, and it's requiring her to have surgery, but it's also requiring mom's full-time attention. I did tell mom she might want to consider going into therapy herself, because she was so upset just to deal with mom's own anxiety and stress and trauma about this and explain to mom that the daughter had an OCD condition that had nothing to do with her skin. Her skin was fine. There's nothing I could do, but she needed to work with a therapist on this. And that was probably the hardest situation with OCD that I've ever seen, was seeing this lovely young woman and this fascinating family dynamics and it being completely powerless. I had no right to say anything because it's not my job. I'm not a therapist, though I've been in therapy for many years myself, and thank God for that. But also, there was nothing I could do for this woman's skin. The OCD condition is basically, when it comes to the skin, it's a self-harming condition. And what I've learned is it is a way to overcome anxiety and stress that you're going through by causing yourself harm to distract yourself from the anxiety and stress. Working with young Tina and her face scratches, I found out that she was going through an anxious episode at home and she started scratching. She doesn't recognize when she scratches. Her family's like, hey, stop that, cut that out. So what do you do? Well, once you've already caused the self-harm, you don't want to use anything for acne, any kind of exfoliants. You need to let the skin heal. And the first step on that is any cleanser you're using should be super mild, something like our Pure Cleanse. Nothing with any exfoliants, any anti-aging, any acne treatments, none of that. Very mild, non-irritating. Then you want to spot treat after you've cleansed and patted your skin dry. Do not rub it hard. It's wounded. You want to put a little dab of Neosporin, some sort of antibiotic ointment, on every single scratch, wound, or scab. And you want to do this at least twice a day for three days. If the Neosporin disappears quick, then you want to do it three times a day because the coating will do a couple of things. The Vaseline ointment texture will create a protective layer. It's an occlusive layer, it's like recreating the skin, that allows the skin to heal itself. And the antibiotics in it will prevent infection. So the skin doesn't get worse. The other thing you want to consider doing is icing your skin down to reduce the swelling and inflammation. So particularly when you come out of a self-harming session, you want to wash your face with a mild cleanser and ice your face right away to reduce the swelling and trauma. 
after that, go ahead and put your little Neosporin on and leave it to heal. You don't want the scratches and wounds to scab because they won't heal as well. They're more likely to leave a scar behind, a permanent pigmentation mark, some sort of tombstone to your self-harming session, which you want to try to avoid. The other suggestion to letting it heal is to find an alternative outlet for your anxiety. So I did suggest to Tina that she start journaling whenever she's feeling anxious to get in touch with those moments of stress, what is making her stressed out. And she had trouble defining the emotions, but I told her at least write down the incident. What was happening at that moment where you, right before you started attacking yourself? And to give you a little idea of what's causing the problems. Step one is knowing what the trigger is. The other option is to find an alternative. So once you know what's triggering it, to have an alternative instead of cutting yourself. Some of the examples are, well, I, I joked with Tina that she, she, she should wear mittens to cover her fingers. She thought that was not particularly convenient, <laughs> which isn't false. But if you're really having a hard time with it, mittens or gloves, and when you go to touch your face, like, oh, what is that? And you're more likely to be aware of it. So if you know you're going through a really stressful episode, find some really nice gloves, something that you're less likely to scratch with your nails and fingers. Coloring books are actually very helpful. They're a form of meditation. So when you're just about to lose your mind, focusing on a coloring, coloring book helps you take your attention away from the stress that you're going through to calm your system down. My hubby in his 20s found really cool punk rock nail polish colors. And when he was overwhelmed, he would start painting his toes. And let me tell you, that takes focus. So when you're done doing your toes, doing your fingernails, you'll have cool colored toes and nails and no trauma on your skin. My mom used to joke I needed worry beads to keep my fingers busy because I tend to, to touch, I tend to be very tactile. I used to, my fingers, I used to pick on my upper arms because I have a folliculitis issue. And I finally had to force myself to stop that. So when I notice I'm about to do it, I, I have to pull my hand away. It's, it's a challenge. But something to keep your fingers busy. So take up knitting or crocheting. Anything that keeps the hands busy so you can channel your stress and anxiety into that. The other thing I'd strongly recommend is finding professional help. There are therapists and specialists that particularly specialize in OCD conditions, in self-harming conditions, in anxiety and stress. So it is really helpful to find a therapist you connect with. It was one of the best things I did for myself in my 20s. And it helped me verbalize that which I couldn't verbalize, helped me explain what those emotions were, what the anxiety was, and helped, helped me become more aware of when it started. So for example, I talked about the folliculitis, the bumps in my arms. Therapy got me to realize, oh, I'm, I'm hurting myself because I'm stressing right now. And that information gave me the ability to stop that particular action. It, some people are not quite ready for a therapist. Uh, please do not uh, think that it's not going to help. They are, there are a number of therapists that this is their specialty. But you may benefit from alternative therapies as well. There is a somatic experience practitioner 
where they work on the physical actions and body memory. You can find a support group for other people who are going through self-harming OCD conditions and talk to others. But do some research. There are people you can find who are out there to help. And finally, if you find a bump on your skin, something you're not expecting, something that draws your fingers to your face, there are a few steps you can take to reduce the breakouts, the inflammation, and the bumpy skin. So step one, you're going to wash your face twice a day with a mild antioxidant cleanser. I'm a big fan of our soothing antioxidant cleanser. Great for sensitive skin, good for combination to dry, cleans without leaving a residue. Oily and acne skin, we have a gentle exfoliating cleanser, which is the daily acne wash, that also gently exfoliates, takes some of the surface debris and, and reduces the bumpiness. You can use our sonic cleansing system for a deep pore cleansing with your mild cleansers. It gets the cleanser deeper into the skin, smooths down the surface. You want to spot treat your acne breakouts with things that have clearing elements in them, so sulfur and some glycolic acid, salicylic acid. Any of these ingredients will help reduce the breakouts in your skin, calm it down. Camphor is a good one as well. One of my favorite products is our Pimples Be Gone mask. You can use that as a spot treatment and wherever you're breaking out. So you can do that four times a week as needed, or you can do it as all over mask twice a week and you leave on a mask five minutes to 20 minutes. Then just rinse it off. I talked about icing for healing. Icing is also good for reducing breakouts. So using our Arctic ice roller in a lymphatic drainage massage technique, which by the way, you get that information with the kit for our Arctic ice roller, but that combination of Arctic ice roller and lymphatic drainage massage reduces swelling, reduces inflammation, and causes the debris inside your pimples to contract away from the follicle wall. So now it's loose, which means when you wash your face, it could fly out of your skin all by itself. If you come in for a facial, oh my God, those things just fly. It's so much fun to do a facial on someone who's been icing their skin down. And if you do have a lot of little breakouts, micropustules, tiny whiteheads, or those little hard whiteheads which are immediately under the skin, it's a great time to schedule a facial. One thing we may recommend that you get when you come in for a facial is our Gly Cream, which is a glycolic acid antioxidant nighttime moisturizer. It's lightweight, it's not super heavy, will exfoliate and smooth the skin without leaving you irritated. So we'll tell you how to use it. It's something to consider. If you have questions, you can send us an email, info at tuscanyskinspa.com, and we'll give you the information. And I was starting to say, your monthly facials. A monthly facial is fantastic for keeping the skin under control. We're, we have been doing facials at the spa for over 20 years. We've got, cheers, the, the three estheticians that are on staff right now each have 20 years experience or more. So we've been doing this a while. We can clean your skin out, get the skin calmed down, and get your skin under better control. If it's the first time you're getting a facial with us, I'd recommend the diagnostic facial. So we could go through and go, whatever, go over whatever you're currently using, get, get you to use it in a way that makes it more effective. Add in the couple of things you might need to get a better result from what you're using at home. And do a thorough deep pore cleansing facial to clean everything out so that you're ready for your next facial in about a month. So those four things I said you could do. Wash your face with a mild cleanser twice a day. 
spot treat your areas that you've scarred and scabbed yourself with an antibiotic ointment like Neosporin two to three times a day. Ice your face daily. So use our Arctic Ice Roller with the lymphatic drainage massage that's include, included in the kit. So that reduces the swelling and reduces the breakouts. And if you have micropustules or hard melia, consider getting the glycolic cream 10% for night use. And finally, schedule regular facials to clean it out. So if you have bumps that are you're tempted to touch and go after, those are things I'd recommend to keep it under control. OCD is a challenging condition, and I do recommend journaling now and becoming aware of your actions and what's causing it, because it is being caused for a reason. There's something going on, and you should know what it is. And it would be helpful when you find a professional to take your journal and go, here's what's going on, and they can assist you in overcoming this condition and finding a way to get it under control. You need help with your skin? We're here to help you. You can reach us at info at TuscanySkinSpa.com. Check us out at TuscanySkinSpa.com. On our website, you'll find more details about us and our staff. And that's my story about what we've learned over the years of being an esthetician about OCD and self-harm. Please be kind to yourself, be patient with yourself, and be loving to yourself because you matter.